morning, it's Monday, January the 6th. The future is officially here. You've tuned into this, the episode 4 of Waking Up With Danny. Let's just get right into it. It's time for the weather. The coldest weather of the season is barreling into the U.S. this week with a series of dangerously cold Arctic air masses. The blast of cold air will send temperatures 10 to 35 degrees below average for early January. High temperatures will range from near zero to the teens and 20s across a swath of the country. This pattern is classic for winter, bringing frigid Arctic air to nearly everyone east of the Rockies. The chilly weather will rival last year's January Arctic outbreak that introduced the phrase, quote, polar vortex, end quote, to America. This is going to be a big cold outbreak, pretty windy as well. It's going to drive all the way down south, people. Across the country right now, we have a huge storm system stretching from Seattle all the way down to the northern border of Denver, Colorado. I mean, just rain and wind and nastiness. Looking at 48 right now in San Francisco, 52 down in LA, 30 in Albuquerque, 26 in Dallas, 42 down in Atlanta, 44 up in New York, zero degrees in Chicago, negative nine in Minneapolis, down in Billings, three degrees, 42 in Atlanta, just in case you forgot, and down in Miami, Florida, 74 degrees. Woo! Now for the look at the forecast today. Rain and snow stretch from Seattle all the way across the north, all the way over to New York State. Very long storm system stretching, uh, bringing snow and rain, and uh, where appropriate, to different cities all across the northern U.S. I tell you, it's, uh, it's just going to be gross up there. Pretty mild and high pressure down in the south uh, of the country, though. Look for highs of only 9 in Chicago today. Only 45 down in Atlanta, so it's clear but cold. San Antonio, 53. Los Angeles, 77. Eh, pretty pleasant in LA today. Put the windows down and cruise down uh, your commute listening to some music, I guess. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you folks, unless you're one of these jerks that lives down in Florida or southern Texas or... Southern California, it's going to be cold all week long. So pull out those heavy coats and the galoshes and the gloves and the scarves and the, the winter hats and all that stuff. The wool socks. Bundle up. That's all I can say. Bundle the heck up. News. and things. It's time for the news. What does it all mean? around the world. It's time for the People who lost loved ones or were injured in the 2013 Boston Marathon bombings are clamoring for justice as jury selection gets underway in one of the nation's most closely watched federal death penalty cases in two decades. Jurors will be chosen from a pool of about 1,200 people. They will decide whether defendants planned and carried out the twin bombings that killed three people and injured more than 260 near the finish line of the race on April 15th. 2013. Here's one for you. Police in a town near Milwaukee got a surprise 
when they took down the department's Christmas tree and found a diamond wedding ring placed on a branch as an ornament. Police chief for Germantown, Wisconsin, Peter Hole, said in a posting on the department's Facebook page on Saturday that the ring appeared to have been put on the tree deliberately. Police had the ring examined and the diamonds are real, he said. If anyone can shed a little light on this mystery, they would appreciate it, adding that the ring is being kept in a safe place. Then a giant bluefin tuna sold for more than $37,000 in the first auction of the year at a Tokyo fish market on Monday as Japan faces growing pressure to cut back on the consumption of the threatened fish. The 180.4 kilogram or 380 pound tuna caught off Japan's northern region of Aomori fetched a winning bid of 4.51 million yen or 37,480 American dollars said an official of the Tsukiji fish market. The bid marked the second consecutive decline at the annual New Year's sales after a record 155.4 million yen was paid in 2013, driven by a bidding war led by Hong Kong restaurant chain for a slightly larger fish of similar quality. Then the photo of the day, January 4th, 2015, a Palestinian boy looks out through a hole in his family house that witness says was damaged by Israeli shelling during the July-August war between Israel and Hamas-led Gaza militants in the east of Gaza City, January 4th, 2015. It's a young boy in a uh, black shirt looking out a hole inside of a building. He looks sad, uh, and the building is, is obviously very disheveled, several holes riddled. Um, the side of the building, bullet holes and debris lay about. It's, uh, it's a striking photo indeed. Striking photo. Stop the traffic, see what's going on. Stop the traffic, I'm waking up again. All of the highways and interstates all across the world are clear this morning. No traffic, no congestion, not a car on the road. A beautiful morning to commute. Today in history, a lot of things have happened. Maybe a man flew to the moon. Maybe a baby was saved by a baboon. We'll get to the bottom of this and much, much more. On today in history, I'm waking up with Danny. History. In 1998, an ice storm knocked out electricity in Quebec, in Ontario. In 1993, Reggie Jackson was elected to the Hall of Fame. In 1972, President Nixon signs a bill for NASA to begin research on a manned shuttle. No further details on that one. In 1909, Colombia recognizes Panama's independence, and in 1836, Davy, Davy Crockett arrives in Texas just in time for the Alamo. And all of those events happen on January 5th throughout history. And here are some birthdays. 1969, Marilyn Manson was born. In 1947, Mike DeWine. In 1932, Umberto Eco. Happy birthday to Umberto. In 1931, Robert Duvalli, also born. And this quote comes from Edgar Allan Poe. 
quote, years of love have been forgot in the hatred of a minute, end quote. Then the word of the day, Bildungsroman, noun. It's a novel concerned with the maturing of someone from childhood to adulthood. A Bildungsroman. Some usage, divided into three parts, the Bildungsroman follows Lizzie from her teenage years as a Catholic boarding school to a summer in Paris as an au pair to her first year of freedom as an adult in Dublin. Try using that one in a sentence today. I dare ya. The stock market. The Dow. The euro slumped to a nine-year low on Monday as investors bet that the proposal of inflation across the region turning negative and mounting political uncertainty in Greece will force the European Central Bank to unleash quantitative easing. European shares were volatile, initially falling sharply before rebounding into positive territory within an hour of the open as investors digested the implications of the weak euro and yet another hefty slide in oil to a five-and-a-half-year low. And what's the average net worth for average people in different age groups? Well, according to CNN Money 2014, the average net worth for the following ages are $9,000 for ages 25 to 34, $52,000 for ages 35 to 44, $100,000 for ages 45 to 54, 180,000 for 55 to 64, and 232,000 plus for 65 plus. After a 13% rise in the S&P 500 in 2014, surely the average net worth has increased even further for 2015. And you know you gotta learn something today. Make your life better. The more you know, the more you know, you'll make your life better. And you know you gotta learn something today. You make your life better. And the more you know, the more you know. Today I learned that there are unofficial Wiley E. Coyote Roadrunner rules 
such as no outside force can harm the coyote and the roadrunner must stay on the road. In his book, Chuck Amuck, The Life and Times of Animated Cartoonists, Chuck Jones claimed that he and artists behind the Roadrunner and Wiley E. Coyote cartoons adhered to some simple but strict rules. Here are a few of them. The Roadrunner cannot harm the coyote except by going beep beep to scare or surprise him off a cliff. No outside force can harm the coyote, only his own ineptitude or the failure of Acme products. Trains and trucks for the exception from time to time. Dialogue is strictly forbidden except beep beep and yowling in pain. The roadrunner must stay on the road for no other reason that he is a roadrunner. All, or at least almost all, tools, weapons, or mechanical conveniences must be obtained from the Acme Corporation. Whenever possible, make gravity the coyote's greatest enemy. The coyote is always more humiliated than harmed by his failures. Then finally, the coyote is not allowed to eat the Roadrunner. Then that's it, folks. Come back next week for episode five. Dibbity, dibbity, dibbity. That's all, folks.